Hello, I'm Noelle Lim of Nadia Speaks by Maybank. As we approach the Lunar New Year, we take a look at feng shui predictions and what it means for businesses. I speak to Master Ken Ko, founder of the House of Feng Shui. Thank you for joining us. I read that we would continue to see instability, especially over resources in this in water rabbit year. Could you give us a sense of what this year would be like? The year of the rabbit in 2023 is basically uh, characterized by two elements, water over wood. This is unique in two ways. First and foremost, it is symbolic of a slow growth and some areas of deception. Secondly, uh, 2023 is the last year of a 20-year cycle transit into period nine. As, as a result of this, the instability arises from this transition. So speaking of uh, resources, for example, a reference is then taken from the start of the rapid year, which uh, for some of you, this is new information, but uh, the rapid year does not happen during the Chinese New Year, which falls on 22nd of January, but on the 4th of February of 2023 at precisely 10.44 in the morning. We are all focused on a more precise calendar system and we follow what we call the farmer's calendar that marks the 24 uh, major seasonal changes. All right. So as a result of this, we call the 4th of February basically the coming or the arrival of spring. In Chinese, they call it Bichun. So how would you describe this new year? as a leaping or limping or perhaps a very gently hopping rabbit year? I am a more optimistic person and the year of the rabbit is um, on account of the two elements uh, interacting with each other. It's basically a year of instability, a year of peace. And it's not just because it is the nature of the rabbit. It is because we are looking at a pairing of this year, which is yin water over yin wood. So you've got to imagine it this way. It's like water nourishing a plant and therefore you should be expecting slower growth than immediate results. So what would this mean for markets and the economy and also businesses? Water is basically uh, symbolic of intelligence. And so uh, professional advice, for example, is key to good investing. On the other hand, water can also be fickle and deceptive. Now, this is important for investors. Deceptive because we don't want wrong reading or wrong analysis of information, whereby people get a little bit hyped up by little facts of optimism uh, and, and as a result become careless about investing. Uh, this can lead to a little bit of overconfidence in the months of uh, May to July, and then leading on to volatility and confusion. So as a result of this, I would say, well, you know, you've got to consult your expert uh, wealth managers and your expert uh, uh, people in the uh, uh, securities uh, companies. All right. This is basically general. Uh, it's not uh, uh, specific to Singapore. If we, if we were to talk about Singapore itself, Noel, first and foremost, uh, Singapore, we classify Singapore as under a wood element. This wood element basically benefits from the dominance of this same element in the rabbit year. What I'm saying is the rabbit year has got a lot of wood elements. In other words, Singapore's presence will be felt. Its economic performance may not be insulated by worldwide inflation or recession, 
but his investments in infrastructure is paying off. The wood element is an output or a performance-related element this year, and it shows Singapore's efforts in attracting quality investment and talents. It also benefits by default of comparison against the other economies uh, around this region by proof of its policy handling and very sound governance, of course. Well, Singapore is a very open economy. Uh, while you know it has a, a robust infrastructure, governance and good reputation, but it's also very connected to the fortunes of the countries around them and also uh, in the US and Europe simply by sure. you know how open the economy is. So is there any downside that we should look out for for Singapore? For example, in Malaysia and Southeast Asia, uh, there's a change of hands in, uh, of governments in uh, Malaysia. This focus will turn uh, the Malaysian government to domestic uh, stimulation of the economy. So from a functional perspective, Malaysia is grouped under Southeast Asia. As a metaphor, it is governed by what we call a conflict star. So what is a conflict star? Basically, it tells us about uh, you know, or disharmony, dissatisfaction that is unique to Southeast Asia in the first place. Strong governments and well-planned policies will bring results to countries like Singapore, Indonesia, and even Thailand. Uh, if Malaysia and the Philippines can then control this evidence uh, of a conflict star, then their respective economies will also prosper. Now, touching on, its, uh, uh, on the uh, markets of uh, on the US, uh, yes, uh, you can say that we are not are disconnected from this uh, economy is because we're such an open economy. However, the point here is for us to understand how Singapore operates and what we are benefiting in so far as their own economic directions are concerned. If we were to touch, say, nearer uh, to Asia or uh, China, for example, uh, China's opening, the outflow of uh, tourism despite the recent euphoria, it's going to happen only from May of 2023. Now, this will also further stimulate the hospitality sectors. However, we are not going to be putting our money where we think these things are going to happen so uh, in such an affirmative way because, uh, you know, the nature of the water rapid year itself by itself, it's already something very deceptive. In other words, we've got to be very careful, all right? If there are any pitfalls, I'll say, we've got, to, we've got to look at this thing called deception. Things can get very deceptive, and therefore, it becomes very attractive to people to start to think that, oh, things are going to get better in you know a double short time. But the answer is no. That's why my emphasis is uh, the year itself comes with what we call the academic star, and intelligence is very important. When we say intelligence from the investor's uh, point of view, this means that you've got to make sure that you have clean, good, clear, first-hand information. And this got to come from the experts, people in the industry. We are talking about the wealth managers in the bank, for example. Okay, so you mentioned about China reopening its borders and allowing its citizens to travel abroad. Tourism sure. and retail should benefit. Um, the question is just how much. What other sectors will gain from this year, or at least gain marginally? We look at it from a elemental point of view. Uh, the first element would be actually metal. Uh, 
metal because uh, they are associated with things like banking, things that is uh, engineering, about mining, for example, or luxury grains. Uh, all these are metal-related kind of businesses. Uh, we look upon it as the majority or the uh, dominance of the elements within the year and the dominant element is wood so wood is actually wealth to metal now the other one that will actually benefit would be the earth element earth element is associated with the real estate uh, estate management funds data storage uh, the crop producers recycling waste management they will benefit from the support of the fire element however certain things may come under pressure so this is where we say it is opportunities within a crisis as well. There's no clear-cut answer as to what are the elements, for example, or certain certain sectors or industries that is going to be, you know, fully benefiting from this situation. Okay, so when 2024 kicks in, basically, if you look at it from a very big uh, picture point of view. We are looking into a 20-year cycle of the fire element. Now, the fire element is a very interesting element when it comes to uh, reference to economics, uh, in fact, uh, stocks, because the fire element is totally representative of economic activities. And it will start itself from the middle of 2024. So to encapsulate this, if 2023 is going to be like an, a year of a relative calm and inactivity, we should be targeting 2024 in the middle of that year to say that it will be stimulated again in terms of economic activities. And the good news is, based on the pairing of these elements, uh, this uh, cycle or this V curve in 2024 is going to last for five years. So what I'm saying is, well, yes, we may be slumbering in 2023 insofar as the economic activities are concerned, but expect a V-curve from 2025. And that will last for the next five years. This then leads us to another advice. If you need to do a, a, a certain uh, financial planning kind of thing, or invest now. Start investing now because uh, if you wait until 2024, you will probably be a little bit too late. These days, climate change gets a lot of attention and Southeast Asia is said to be uh, one of the more vulnerable regions. What extreme disasters might happen? This is going to be a relatively calm year and uh, you've got to take reference to this thing. Uh, it is deceptive. Deceptive basically means, uh, you know, you've got to get things uh, coming to you and... and, and, and we are basically unprepared. It kind of uh, snakes up to you. Now, that's the nature of the water rabbit here. The water element can create some havoc in very unsuspecting ways. First and foremost, uh, the yin water in the year itself uh, can be visualized as the vapor or the uh, water droplets in the atmosphere. And therefore, uh, things as related to a fog, mist, and possibly haze will contribute to visibility issues. Now, we may not be used to it, but uh, there will be a, a weather advisories, uh, for example, in uh, temperate countries, 
they would tell you about low visibility in onslaught of a haze or, or fog, uh, because these can lead to very, very serious accidents, especially when one is driving, isn't it? The uh, earth element in the year of the rabbit itself is also weakened. As such, it is expected that there can be falling debris from hills and cliffs. And so snow breakaway on ski slopes are very much to be anticipated. Right? Uh, we may not have snow here, but you know, Singaporeans are international citizens. Uh, we go skiing all the way uh, from, from Hokkaido to Switzerland uh, to Canada. So no major dramatic disasters, but small unusual incidents that can lead to safety problems. That is what I'll summarize 2023 in so far as economic impact is concerned. I also read that relationships could be uh, quite good. Could, could we expect geopolitical tensions to ease in this uh, year before we move into period nine? All right. Okay. Uh, this is a very interesting subject because uh, by by the system of what we call uh, symbolic stars or symbolism, uh, the rabbit year is what we call a peach blossom year. Now, peach blossom in Chinese is called Taohua. Okay. Now, being a peach blossom year um, actually um, propagates a lot of uh, harmony. It is therefore good for people well, down to individuals, yeah, first and foremost, before we actually project it up to uh, worldwide affairs. For individuals, it's very good for singles to look for partners, meaningful relationships, for example. It's a, it's a good year, great year to get married. 2023, because of the peach blossom year, we would not expect that everyone in the world is going to be looking attractive all at the same time. You know, so so if we are talking about whether or not you would touch on geopolitical uh, influences, we are more or less hopeful. In the sense that if we look at it historically, uh, the rabbit year 60 years ago in 1963 uh, was very much a year of deception. You know, deception as in people are just talking and showing, but not acting upon things, all right? Uh, and as a result of this, we will say that if we were to project it up to uh, geopolitics uh, uh, in, in, in and around the world, uh, yes, we are, we are pretty hopeful, at least for some uh, peaceful moments in 2023. Uh, there may be reprieve, uh, in Russia, in the Ukraine war, for example, there may be reprieve in the South China Sea. Uh, not because they're going to start loving each other, <laughs> but I think the more uh, appropriate analysis or angle would be there will be a lack of resources. So, you know, with a lack of resources, you can't go all the way out. And therefore, by default, it may lead to a little bit more peaceful, hopefully, for the rest of 2023. And when you say resources, are you referring to like food security or like, um, you know, access to a mining type of resources? Everything. It affects uh, supply chain. It affects logistics. It affects manufacturing. 
you know, it's 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 the whole supply chain. Well, Ukraine was a grain-producing country for many parts of it. We didn't know, but uh, how did it how did it actually affect the world economy? It's because farmers, uh, rest of the world, are not getting the grains to feed the the cattle and the cows. Uh, animal feed uh, supply chain is being disrupted, and that's a, that's the reason why it gets disconnected along the way. So it's more than just uh, about perhaps as in reference to a conflict, uh, it's not just about a lack of ammunition. It's a whole supply chain. It could also be the manpower. In summary, keep calm, don't overextend, and prepare now to ride the wave of 2024. Thank you so much for your time, Master Ken Ko, founder of the House of Feng Shui. For our research report on the water rabbit, go to Market Insight or Maybank Trade app. I'm Noel Lim on Nadian Speaks by Maybank. <music>